0: It's time for the latest edition of the Real Sports Talk Show with Paul Jacobek and Kevin Rosser. And we have a great show planned for you today as we are going to go ahead and get you ready for the last month of the season. It is finally time to talk about September baseball with the Cleveland Indians. And it's time to go ahead and talk about how we ended the month of August. The Indians made a big splash, which I kind of gave up hope. I didn't think that they were going to do anything. And Rosser, I don't know if you were kind of watching, but I was sitting here all night trying to watch the waiver wire, trying to see what was going to happen. And then towards the end of the night, boom, breaking news happened.
1: Yeah, pretty, very close to the stroke of midnight. Um, It was actually towards the end of that Indians game. We found out that the Indians had acquired Josh Donaldson from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, former American League MVP. Obviously, not at hundred percent. He's dealing with some calf issues. Uh, you know, he's he's playing a, a rehab game down in Double A in Columbus uh, Triple A, I should say in Columbus today. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to expect out of him at all. It, there's a lot of ifs. You know, if his calf can be a hundred percent in the next month, if he can even return to form, and the The big if that I don't know if enough people are talking about is if the shift of Jose Ramirez hypothetically from third to second will have any uh, negative impact. Because I, there are a lot of people saying that it'll be positive. You know, especially if Donaldson can bring his bat to the lineup. That's just adding to a lineup that's top heavy. But the the top half of our lineup is, I believe, one of the best in baseball. Um, Well, it's going to be taking out Kipnis, and
0: Kipnis, I understand, uh, he's had an up and down year, mostly down, but lately he's kind of been kind of finding his swing, which was nice to see, but Donaldson, when he was actually, he started his rehab assignment when he was in Toronto a couple weeks ago, and he actually homered on Thursday, and then he got traded on Friday Brought into Cleveland over the weekend, and he uh, actually yesterday they had video. He was doing some out. He was out in the outfield doing drills. Uh, he kind of had a little almost combine ish uh, thing going on, and then they told him, "Well, you know, how you feeling? Do you want to take some BP?" He went in, uh, went into the clubhouse real quick, grabbed his bat and some gloves, came back out, and he took some BP. And I'm telling you, the swing looked solid. It did not look like a guy who is actually you know, fully hurt. It looked very good. And he's, as roster said, he's making a triple a, uh, rehab assignment right now. Uh, two o'clock today, he's batting second and playing third base. And like roster said, you're going to be putting him at third base, Jose swinging over to second base. And if, if any of you guys get bored, if you want to see how fun it's going to be watching Jose and watching Lindor up the middle, go watch the replay of their double play that they turned against Kansas city last year. Cause that was one of the the craziest things watching them do that, and Jose's faster, better, just a better all around player than Kipnis. Kipnis has been struggling on defense this year. Simple pop ups we've seen him miss. So yeah, it sucks. Kipnis is a fan favorite, but he's gonna be
1: out there now shagging fly balls, and I'm happy to see it. Um, also, it you know this isn't necessarily. The worst case scenario for Jason Kitten is because he can move into that bench almost utility infielder position and bring him off the bench as a bat while it's not he had a pinch hit homer yesterday he did yeah and and having him off the bench with at least somewhat of a bat albeit inconsistent uh is is better than what we've seen so far um at least consistency wise from a guy like Yandi diaz or eric gonzalez you know Yandi's shown some flashes that he can really swing the bat but uh overall I, with the game on the line if you had to bring in a pinch hitter that's not currently in the game i'd go with kipnis over Yandi.
0: now one of the biggest things that i was listening to was i was listening uh mlb network the other night and they had a really good piece about josh donaldson on how him and Edwin Encarnacion, when they were teammates in Toronto, one of the biggest things that they did were studying the pitchers. They knew every series what their pitchers were going to be bringing them. And you know there are a couple of people I've heard. Well, you saw them in the in the you know in the Toronto series against Cleveland in twenty sixteen. You got to remember in twenty sixteen, Cleveland pitching was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Andrew Miller was disgusting. I what MVP did he bring home during that the ALCS? I mean. This guy was lights out, and I'm pretty sure Donaldson still homered in in that in this series. Yeah, they lost the series to Cleveland, and we went on to the World Series. But Donaldson in the postseason, it, the guy's no slouch. This guy is nasty in the postseason, and if he comes back to regular form, this offense is going to be electric. Now we know many teams have made moves, and you know New York made many moves. Boston made a couple. Uh, The Dodgers made the big one in in acquiring Manny Machado. There was a lot of moves made. But right now, with what the Indians have, you have Trevor Bauer coming back. You have Miller just threw again yesterday from 75 feet. Things are starting to fall into place right now,
1: and it's coming at the right time. It is coming into the right time overall, but... We we've seen recently they've had some struggles against some lesser competition. For example, uh, it's yeah, but they, that's
0: the thing though is it right now you can just mess around. You have a, a like a thirty game lead in the division. I don't think that you're even seeing them trying right now. They're going out and they're just trying to get everything sound. I think you're trying to see teams. You're trying to see them do things at the plate where they're trying to get themselves ready. I I don't think we're, like, when they play Kansas City, I don't think they give a shit what's going on. I think that they're just out there just playing baseball right now. I don't think they're trying to go on a 20-game win streak like they did last year. Well, one
1: uh, one can hope that, but there's also little things that uh, it's very troubling to see, like seeing Carrasco giving up a couple home runs yesterday, you know, him him struggling – To to find that one pitch that can put a guy away. And when you're facing 17 wins. He does, but it it all has to translate and move smoothly over this next month. Otherwise, you're going to be throwing cold arms and swinging cold bats heading into October. And teams that come into October on a skid typically don't do well.
0: They have a month to get ready for and you still and the, the thing is, is what what was the biggest thing when they played Boston in a four game series do not get swept and at least split they won the first two games and they were huge games they mm-hmm. were huge games and then the rest of the series it kind of seemed like they just coasted and i loved it because you went in you asserted your dominance that when you got to go and you got to turn this up they did it
1: and there are also plays here and there in that series especially Greg Allen i mean the the impact that he's made defensively so far, um, the hitting, the, the hit, defense, the, hitting, the speed. I mean, he's everything. He he's got every almost everything you could possibly want out of a center fielder, especially as a rookie. You know, um, with all the injuries that the Indians have had this year, especially in the outfield, to have him come in and, and make the impact that he's made, and, and not to downplay Melky Cabrera either. I mean, he's he's shown defensively that... His arm
0: yesterday? Oh, yes. That Liddy was not even a one-hopper. That was right on the money.
1: That's not even the first one he's made since coming to Cleveland. That's the thing. I
0: was telling Cody. I was telling Cody about it yesterday. I said, Melky Cabrera's age keeps going up, but every year people doubt what he still has, but you can never doubt his arm.
1: No, you can't. Never. And to round those two into, you know... Uh, making a trio with Michael Brantley, you, you know, the season that he's had coming back and becoming an all-star once again, really anchoring that, that left side of the field. He, he's been good defensively, not, certainly not the best defensive left uh, fielder in the game, but a, a solid guy that you can depend on, you know, righties come up, they're going to pull in the left field and chances are good that Brantley is going to make the play.
0: Now, before we start to get to the end of the show, Is it time to fully give up on Lonnie Chisholm? Mm, That's tough. I I don't uh, think it is. uh, I think it's 100% time to give up on him. I don't think it's tough at all. I think the guy is absolutely injury prone. And when he comes back, it's, well, all right, let's put Lonnie in. And Lonnie goes on a huge skid of doing nothing. I think it's time to fully give up on him. But
1: here's the thing. I, I think he's going to stick around because of 2016 and how how loyal of a manager Tito is. If, if Lonnie can you come wanna back— You want
0: to see how loyal Tito is? See if
1: Josh Tomlin makes the postseason roster. That's the thing. He very well— He's might. not going to I, close. D- I, I, d- I hope not, and I don't think so, but deep down you know there's a, still a possibility. He's given that, up that's, like
0: 30 homers in his last like 30 appearances. But, there's no way he's coming in.
1: But that's why Cody Allen is still pitching in the situations that he's pitching. Is Cody he... Allen
0: is but, but Cody Allen's still a winner. Like Cody Allen still has shown this year that he can go out there and get one, two, three outs in an inning and that's it. Josh Tomlin is has been terrible the entire year. Cody Allen opened up the year like fifteen of fifteen on saves. And the thing is, is he hasn't even really blown that many saves. He's just looked bad in non save appearances. He might be the worst closer in the history of baseball when it's a non closing
1: situation well, then why do you keep bringing in these other closers? I don't... Like See, who? I, I, like Brad Hand. You, that's you're... it.
0: They bring in one other guy, and that's and, because and... you're playing the lineup. One guy pitches the eighth, one guy pitches the ninth. Brad Hand, most of the time, has been pitching the eighth inning, because there's no lefties coming or Or there's, there's a lefty, maybe, coming up in the lineup. So they give it to Cody Allen. That's how the situation has been the entire year. Except for the past week, they've been kind of going with Hand as the closer. But and they're trying to get Cody Allen to pitch out of the Funkies in. I just
1: I I'm I'm worried because Tito is not a guy exactly known for purely playing the hot hand. And I'm worried that if Cody Allen cannot get things together in this last month and coming in October when you're playing a lineup as stacked as perhaps it's either going to be the Astros or the Red Sox at this point, and um, why wouldn't it be the Yankees? It could be well, anybody. As it, it, it could Yang- be, Yankees it could be too, but I'm saying in
0: postseason baseball, it could be the fucking Oakland A's. I'm
1: talking about you know the, that first series. You know, it, it's it's shaping up to be a very stacked lineup. No matter who you play. So you better be sure that the guys that you're throwing uh, towards the end of the game, 7th, 8th, 9th, that those guys are rock solid, that they have their stuff on lockdown, that they have lo- their location in-, in check, that they have their velocity in check. Well, and
0: you, Well, yeah, but so you're telling me that you still think that, like who, you're telling me that you think Josh Tomlin is, is actually going to get the nod to be on the team?
1: I'm not saying that he will. I'm not saying it wouldn't blow me out of the water if he does because um, – I think t- if Josh Tomlin makes the
0: team, I think I might have to start getting into a nice little Twitter war because Josh Tomlin is horrible. Like the fact that he even is on the roster right now is sad. I don't care if the dude's in there in the clubhouse every day playing Scrabble with Tito. That is sad because Josh Tomlin is not a major league pitcher anymore. The He's never had speed, so he's had to be a control pitcher. He's had to be a location pitcher. And when you lose that, your career's over, and he's completely lost it. So Josh Tomlin, hopefully he's not on the postseason roster. I'm still nervous about Simber being on the postseason roster. And then you have Brad Hand, who basically we traded Mejia for Brad Hand straight up. So we have hopefully Brad Hand is now what we did with Andrew Miller when we traded for him with Clint Frazier because that's basically what happened. So as the end of the month turns down and we get into October baseball, it's going to be huge for the Indians to make sure, as Roster said, that they continue to play great fundamental baseball. It's not stupid shit going on out there. And they continue to keep this train going. And hopefully Josh Josh Donaldson, comes back into form and he is the dominant third baseman as he's always been.
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly not going to hurt the lineup, but uh from a defensive perspective, you know, I I hope Jose can be the second baseman that I know he can be. You know, there might be a couple games of of rust, you know, getting used to playing that position again. Um but we'll see. I mean, like you said, there is room for experimentation. The Indians have a 14-game lead to start the month of September. Well,
0: You're, you're going to have to experiment because you have Kipnis is now going to be going into the outfield. Jose hasn't taken one rep at second base except for probably in practice. And now you have Donaldson who hasn't played since, what, late May? Or early May, something like that. At, at least so, at
1: the major league level, yes. So,
0: yeah, it, they have a lot of experimenting, but they have tons of time and a huge lead in the division
1: to do it. So Tito, the ball's in your court. Get this done. Yeah, get this done, and you know, just make sure you're winning the games that you're supposed to. Just don't don't feel like you can coast just because you have this lead and the magic number I think is only thirteen at this point to clinch the division. But it's over. It it, it, it is, is over. Division's over. I, yes, but the the last thing you want to be known for is you know with with how good uh, Boston New York. Houston, even Oakland have been. Well, let me ask stretches. you something. What
0: is there to play for? Because you're the only thing left is to try and play for is the, to get home field advantage. And I think the last time I looked, they're like four game, four or five games out of that. So thirteen on the division and four or five out of home field. It, it's it doesn't look too good for the home field. Uh,
1: it's it's possible, the but is at, just too good. At, at a certain point, you know there there is gonna come you know maybe the last week or so of the season where you're just going to want to rest everybody give Frankie a couple days off give Jose a but couple days off but you don't want to take
0: them out of that of the that rhythm, rhythm yes. though so it has to be almost you schedule it out is what you're saying you're not yeah. you know not giving them multiple days off and stuff like that i see what you're
1: saying yeah giving guys it's it's almost like uh, the reverse now. You're you're talking about the NFL preseason, where you're trying to give some guys that aren't regular starters uh, some reps, and, and you're trying to see okay, uh, we have our starters in place, we have our, our our main nine, you know, we have our our pitching core. Now let's see who who will make the cut on the fringes and be that guy that we can plug in for an inning or two, uh, offensively, defensively, on the mound. Who can we rely on if we absolutely need to make a substitution?
0: Well, as we get into the last month of the year, always keep in mind injuries are a problem. So hopefully they are not trying to go too hard and make a run at this home field advantage where uh, a key player like Lindor could slip up and get hurt or Donaldson reactivates his injury, whatever it may be. So hopefully they just have a good end of the year and they go ahead and get into this October baseball and really turn up the fucking volume and bring us home a championship because that's all I really want is a World Series. But until the next Indians episode, uh, hopefully it will be within the next couple of weeks as we get ready for postseason baseball, and we'll be able to find out a better look at who the Indians opponent is in the first round of October baseball. But until then, uh, Mr. Rosser, any last
1: words? Uh, go tribe as always. Uh, praying there's no injuries, and hopefully Donaldson can, you know, be that extra bat to take us over the hump for a title.
0: Guys, until next time, go ahead, keep following our Twitter. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube. We're off the shits right now on YouTube, and we're just, you know, we're trying to get all the best quality stuff out there for all the fans to see, and for all the notifications and updates on the Cleveland sports world. So. Go ahead, follow those, and always check out our shows on iTunes, YouTube, whatever it is you listen to us on, on the go, at work, whatever it is. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. This has been The Real Sports Talk Show.
1: Okay.